season or in the series of Unstrapped, and um, this is um, a message of the heart, because when we talk of financial issues, whether we like it or not, these are heart matters. Um, can I make two profound statements? Then we say which is right or which is which. One, where your heart is, that's where your money is. One. Two, where your money is, that's where your heart is. Which is which? The first one. I believe so. Where your heart is, that's where your money is or should be. If your heart is with God or with the Lord, then that is where you place the value of money. To the extent when you come in the house of the Lord, you will know how to give, how to share, and how to love. Because in the first place, your heart lies in the Lord. Hallelujah. But if it is the second statement, where your money is, that's where your heart is, then everything begins to go wrong. Hallelujah. I believe um, in this series, right from inception, we've had in the first um, sharing, we had what Jesus thinks about money. I think last week we were hearing biblical financial strategies or biblical financial principles or fundamentals. Yet again, we heard that worship is important and it's also a form of discipline ourselves with financial matters. Today, we continue with our journey even as we look at uh, living generously. Living generously. How do we live generously? And what is generosity? I have two, uh, three to four um, definitions about generosity. It says here, being generous is giving. Being generous is giving or willing to give. Willing to give how? Willing to give freely. Hallelujah. That's being generous. You are not being compelled to give. You are not being forced to give. But you are willing and giving willingly. Hallelujah. Two, being generous or living generously is giving more, more than necessary, or more than expected. Hallelujah. You have so much, and in your giving, you are giving more than necessary, more than expected. I would depict this with um, the tithe. Tithe, we say, is a tenth, right? So if we go or you go by the law, you young guys, very educated, you have your degree, your master's, some, some of you even PhD. And then you are not yet married. 
worth it all to yourself. Come month end, you are paid. Good money. 30,000 kwacha. 40, 50. And then you go by the law. Out of 20,000 kwacha, I will give 10, uh, is it 2,000 kwacha as my tithe. You've done well. You've given. But are you giving willingly? Are you giving freely? I have some background or history where I've seen people being destroyed by the money or wealth that they possess without learning the principles, biblical principles of giving or living a generous life. 20,000, 2,000 you give. That's my tithe. I don't know what you are going to give um, concerning uh, just offering every Sunday. Are you going to plan your giving out of that money, 18,000? Or it's a matter of when you come to church next in time, a two-quacha comes out. That's the one you give. But we are talking of, as we have learned the principles, as we have learned about what Jesus thinks about money, and today as we are going to look at living generously, instead of that 18,000 kwacha now taking you to the world, let me see the world. After all, I've given my tenth, the 10,000, the 2,000, and now let me see what the world has to offer. You find that even that blessing that God has given you through that healthy salary, it, it takes you to making serious mistakes in your life. Why? Simply because you are just bound by that law, like I can say, law, tenth, and you give. But when you are giving willingly, you would see that there is still need to give more. There is still more to give what is not expected. And these are the principles that we are learning. It was just an example. Three, living generously, kind in the way you treat people. That is living generously. That is being generous. Kind in the way you treat people. And four, willingly to see what is good about somebody. Meaning, it doesn't matter what people say about somebody. What matters is your willingness, my willingness to see good in a person. That's living generously. Hallelujah. We will go to our main reading of today. We have the two scriptures. The first one is coming from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. And I want that cast so that we can read together. I'll be pointing out issues that come out that I feel they should be emphasized. So here we go. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church in the midst of 
very severe trial. Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. So it doesn't matter about the trials. It doesn't matter what you are going about. But once generosity is filled in you, all, this, all these shortcomings will be welled up, will be jailed up, will be connected into your generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able. Giving as much as we are able to give. And even beyond their ability. Giving beyond your ability or our ability takes generosity. It takes generosity to give beyond your ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations, meaning there is ex an expectation that even in this church we are expecting. We might have so many people employed, so many people. Let me just say we might have so many people who are Christians born again. And there is an expectation. Be because believe me, you, for us to be in this auditorium, something has to be paid in monetary form for us to be found here. For us to be in the foyer there. So it takes people, it takes us to give more than expected. It only can come to that when we are generous. Hallelujah. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first. Mark that. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord. And then the will of God also to us. First things first. When you give yourself to the Lord first. First and foremost, give yourself to the Lord. It's like we say, when you take care of God's business, you will take care of your business. So it is important that first we give ourselves to the Lord. And then the rest, it is God who dictates. Because he's seeing that heart of generosity in you. He's seeing that love in you. He's seeing that willingness in you. Therefore, as we give first ourselves to the Lord, the Lord also takes care of the rest. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made the beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace upon your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in completeness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. Hallelujah. So we can be blessed in so many areas. We can be seen to be excelling in so many areas. We have wealth, we have good jobs, we have good education, we drive fancy cars, dress immaculately, but at the end of the day, giving is an act. 
Hallelujah. We cannot talk about giving without practicing giving. Hallelujah. Giving in church as we are going to give today willingly, freely, beyond expectation connects us to many good things. What connects me, I'll, I'll, I'll say the truth today, what connects me to my wife, whether I like it or not, at a certain point, it had to be money. First we met, loved each other, talked about everything, but I had to go to the parents and say, hey, this is the one. Then they said, thank you very much, sir. They charged something. <laughs> Hallelujah. They charged something. It's money. <laughs> oh, yes. I had to pay. After I paid the money, then she was released now. As if it were not enough. As we didn't have a kitchen cupboard. Paid no But the waiting. Again, we had to spend money. So the issue of money, whether we like it or not, is so paramount that it cannot be given. It can only be given the second stage after God. Hallelujah. You want to live in a beautiful house? Build. How do you build? Money. Drive a good car? You need what? Money to buy a car. <laughs> Dress fancily. What do you need? Money to buy clothes. Why do we always wake up in the morning every day to go and work? Money. So why is it that money should be so important in certain aspects of life, yet when we come here and we talk about money, we hear mamas. What is he talking about? Again, they've started. Started what? What connects us? What glues us together? Is money. Guys, those of you who are about to get married or who have that ego's eye over some of these ladies, here is the good news. Not bad news. You are going to be charged. <laughs> by the parents of these wonderful ladies. You are going to be charged. You pay money for you to call that one your wife. Money, money, money. Everyone say money. That's how important it is. Money. So even in the church, when we speak about money or talk about money, I'm only seeing Pastor Lina, who's uh, of the lighter skin. It means we have not fallen. It, it means we are not in the spirit. We are. We are. Because we started with what Jesus thinks or talks about money. 
Then we saw the biblical principle of money and how to spend money. And my friend there talked about worship. Can you just go in uh, the shops where they, they sell those uh, wonderful drums and you just sing that we know how to sing and they give you the drums. <laughs> Money. <laughs> so meaning if we want to have good music here, we want to have that keyboard, this microphone I'm using, all the gadgets that you are seeing here. Money. So church, as we talk about money, these are matters of the heart. And if we can't talk about money in church, now we are lost. <laughs> okay. We are busy saying, it's time to move. We, we, let's go to our own place. Let's find a better place. Even where we will go. Money. Hallelujah. Now today we are saying, it's not just about money. We see how this money comes. We see how we are blessed. But when we have this money, that's why my friend was saying, yes, we are unstrapped, but for what? For what? Guys, money is serious business. Without money, you are nothing. Oh, yes. Try, try these ladies. Without money. They ex expect those gifts. They expect to be taken out one time or the other. What are we talking about? Money. It's a serious issue. If there is something that we have to pray for, is that God blesses us, gives us the wisdom, gives us the knowledge to acquire money so that we serve him better. First and foremost, what we are saying, God first. Yes, let's pray. Let's fast. Like we've never fasted before. But after that, because we have got in the realm of where God exists, then God will supply. Let me tell you. God supplied, whether we like it or not. God has supplied. When God created the Garden of Eden. What was lacking there? What was lacking? All it needed was a caretaker. That's all. Talk of everything, it was there. Rivers, trees, fruits, animals. What? Some of this, I, I, sometimes I try to imagine and say, there must have been great brine in, in the Garden of Eden. Great brine because all sorts of animals were there. So Adam would just say, My wife, let's brine. <laughs> so God has given us all the provisions on a serious note. It's not about you and I to go and start scrounging for money. It simply means we do not know where to scrounge and we do not know where our heart lies first. Because if it lies with God, then God has provided everything. And all he needs is a caretaker. All he needs is a manager. All he needs is a steward. So you and I are stewards on this earth where everything has been provided. And all we need is to be good stewards. And because everything has been provided, all God is asking is that we 
lead a generous life. And we have had generous, being kind to one another. You can be kind to me just by praying for me. That's enough. You say, I don't work. I can't give you money. I say, be kind by just praying for me. So that as I work and make more money, because God is the provider, because God has already made that realm suitable, as I end, I will also be generous, such that even as you pray for me, when I get that money or wealth, I will share with you. You see what your prayer has done? It has caused me to work harder. It has made me to earn more. And as I earn more, I share not only with you, but with others also who are around. Generosity. That is all God is looking for us, into us. Just to be generous over what he has already prepared. Hallelujah. I am not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. He's not commanding us. He's not commanding us. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. So that you through his poverty, might become rich. Through his poverty, yet he was rich, but just becoming poor for you and I, so that we have life and life in abundance. He is not commanding you, but merely testing you and I to see our estimates. Because wow, you are Jesus is all the almighty but he had to come poor for your sake and my sake what more can we talk about generosity isn't that generosity at the highest point hallelujah and here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter last year you were the first not only to give but also to have the desire to do so. Also have the desire to do so. Meaning even as you give, you should have the desire. Meaning as you give, you should plan. It's not just a matter of saying now it's giving time. That's when you start searching. And I don't know. We know. Just by doing that, we know that's a hundred kwacha. That's a fifty kwacha. That's a ten kwacha. Lo and behold, what comes out? A two kwacha. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Forgive us, Jesus. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according, according, according to your what? According to your means. So he's a generous God. He's not asking us to give from what we don't have. He's not asking us to give beyond our limits. He's asking us to give with what we have. What he has blessed us with. Let's give. I remember, thank you, 
the other time Pastor Lena was preaching, she said, and I hope I've got her right, she said, we are not saying or demanding that you give a 10 kwacha or a 50 kwacha when you don't have. But what we are teaching and the foundation we want to lay is from what you have. Even if it's a 10 kwacha, give a one kwacha if it's time. If it's a one, a one kwacha you have, then what, what do you give? So from what you have. And this is exactly what the scripture is saying. The trouble we have, may God deliver us, is you want to give from what you have. No, I'll start giving when I start earning uh, uh, more money. Who, who tells you you are going to be earning more money anyway? <laughs> who tells you that? Because you, 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 you may go, this is matters of the heart. This is where I feel I should come down there and then as I'm preaching and going around, you are even shaking. <laughs> Sometimes I feel too far, too detached, but I think it's for a purpose. <laughs> Who tells you? Who tells you that you earn more money? Because as you are thinking that I, I'll start giving when uh, I earn money, you'll be fired. <laughs> So when are you going to earn more money? <laughs> the principle and the fundamental is from what you have, give. That is what the word is saying. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has. Acceptable. So what you give, brothers and sisters, my children, because we are brothers and sisters, young children. Is what you give is acceptable. As long as you give from what you have. Don't go and steal just to come and pay tithe here. Don't go and steal just to come and uh, give an offering. But from what you have, give. And the word of God is saying, it is acceptable. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not according to what one does, does not have. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while we are hard-pressed, but that there might be. There might be what? Parity. So we don't come here to compete. Oh, I'm the highest tithe. Who told you? Are you even tithing correctly? You may be tithing from, from your salary. I may be tithing, tithing from my salary. What of that the money I make from my business? Am I tithing? We are not tithing. We are not tithing. That is why it's like we are not competing. <laughs> Give from what you have. But the generosity we are talking about today is that which will make you, even when you are working, you have a job, you earn money there. You are doing a side business. The fundamentals that have been taught and you are still going to be teaching must, must tell you to give from all angles because you are earning. Hallelujah. You are earning. Therefore, give. Give, have generously. 
Because when you give generously, when you lead a generous life, the provider and you and I are just stewards who continue blessing. Hallelujah. And here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the you read that, yeah? Okay, let's go. We are done. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need. So that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. I'll read that again. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need. Your plenty, whatever you have, whatever I have, is plenty. And it will do that. It will supply what they need. So that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. Cross-pollination. Connectivity. Glue there. I see glue. Say glue. Hmm. I see people glued there. What is happening in the other camp? You have, you, you have given. It's blessing in the other camp. That other camp also is well. It also blesses in the other camp. Connectivity. Hmm. Hallelujah. Let's be connected. And I'm going to say it again. Whether we like it or not. What connects us above God? It's money. Hallelujah. The goal is equality. As it is written, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. God help me understand. And as I understand, help the church to understand. And this is the understanding I want us to get. This God, when he blesses, he doesn't give so much that it is over plenty or so little that we can say, I don't have. He blesses in a way that we are able to afford. I run my family, first and foremost, church, first and foremost, my God. I get fed. I say, this is for God. Then I say, this is for my family. Then I say, this is for saving. This is for what? And this is for charity. This is for the life of generosity. That is how God blesses. It's not too much, neither is it too little, but it is enough to go around. Hallelujah. Let me quickly go when, 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 when we need to come back to the other scripture, we'll come back to it. But let's quickly go to the why and the how of living generously. How can we live? How and why? We'll start with the why. And in why, we are saying, why we give? Or why do we give? Quickly, one, we give to grow give to grow our character because our character is inbuilt. Our character is in us. When our character is good or bad, what comes out, people are able to see and say, Nicholas is like this. Why are they able to see that it's because of that character? So we are saying to be generous uh, to lead a generous life. We give in order our character. 
So you see that it's not just giving to please others, but it's also giving to help you, help myself to grow my character. Quickly, the, the verse I can talk about is uh, 1 Corinthians. It's about chapter eight, first, Second Corinthians chapter 8, verses 7b. I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. So when you give, you grow your character. Number two, we give to show our love. Guys, remember what I said? For these people to, to, to know that you love them, it has to show. Hallelujah. Love, you don't just say, I love you. I love you. It has to show. Buy them gift. Take them out. And the grand is when they charge you, pay. That's the show of love. There are people who are in marriage. This, this is us. There are people who are in, in marriage and they have children, but they have not yet finished paying what they were charged. In marriage. That you are not showing a sign of love. They've given you their daughter. You are even, God has even blessed you. You are still owing. Me, as your Shibukombe, I say, before you marry, you finish paying. It's me who will be encouraging even the parents that first he has to finish. Then you complain, what kind of a go-between man is this one? I want you to live generously. Say thank you. Oh, that payment is just saying thank you to what the parents have done. That is why we are here. When they charge more, we are here. Wait. <laughs> Until we come to a point where we agree that they are not charging more or they are not charging less. When they charge so little, I will tell them I'm going to pay up a bit. <laughs> That's your shubukom. Both sides. They charge more, we argue. They charge less, I say a bit more. <laughs> Hallelujah. We give to show our love. Three, we give to be more like Jesus. We give to be more like Jesus. Jesus demonstrated love, love, love. Feeding the people, healing the sick, restoring the sight, everything. So we have to be like Christ. Hallelujah. We have to be like Christ. Why do we give? We give to be more like Christ. Number four, we give because sowing comes before Repentance. Don't be like that servant who said, no, I know. You master, uh, you reap where you didn't sow. So I couldn't uh, expand this money or put it into, because I knew when you come back, you'd be saying, why, why have you done that? First, you have to sow. Hallelujah. So it teaches us the principle of sowing and reaping. It teaches us the principle of work. There is no pay without work. Hallelujah. Guys, there is no marriage without paying. Hallelujah. That principle must be in us. We give because it connects us together. We saw that in the reading of the word. We give so that we can be connected 
remember what we said, what is happening in the other camp? You think today you are helping somebody. You don't know what you are doing to that camp. You don't know what growth you bring to that camp. To the extent where in your camp now when there is trouble, that same camp will now come and assist as well. Connectivity. We need connectivity. I remember fellowship. I remember fellowship. Fellowship is connectivity. So we have to connect. We give because it connects us together. That is the why. That is the why. Why we give. Now we come to how. How should we We saw from the word that we give freely. We give freely. It's not a forcing matter. It's not a compelling matter. It's not a commandive or command. I don't know how I can twist that command, but we should give freely and willingly. Because when you give freely and give willingly, even from where you are giving, from where that is coming from, that remains blessed and will continue growing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. How do we give? We give, we first give our lives to God. Very important. Without giving our lives to God, our giving most likely would depict that we want to show people that we can give. We want to show people that we, we have more than they have. But that is not the giving that our God desires. That is not the giving. We first give our lives to God. And as we give our lives to God, whatever he has created, whatever he has put on this earth, we are stewards. And as good stewards, we will find that as we give our lives to God, we will have peace, we will have joy, and we will lead eternal safety. So do we give again? We say we give proportional, proportionally. Corinthians 8:11b give in proportion to what you have I think we talked of length proportionally means giving according to what you have not what you don't have because you end up stealing and stealing is a sin and when you sin you go to hell hallelujah we give Intentionally. Very, very important. Intentionally, let's plan our giving. Let's plan our giving. You know what you have. You know your type. And let's plan our giving. As you are coming from home, you should know what you are giving. In the house of God. Not when you come here next Sunday. Give that guy triple amount. Let's plan our giving. Intentional giving entails planning our giving. Hallelujah. What we are going to do together. 
we give to you. Hallelujah. In some congregations you hear, giving time, blessing time. Giving time, blessing time. Let's cheerfulness. There is so much to cheer about giving. Because as we give, we are sowing. And as we sow, we are going to reap. Hallelujah. Give cheerfulness. We give cheerfulness. Then we give incrementally. Meaning, this God that we serve, as long as you and I remain righteous with our God, you will not remain at the same place. Hallelujah. Today, you will be earning 5,000 kwacha. After a few months, well done, my child. You are doing so well. You'll be earning 10,000 kwacha. The next time, you'll be earning 20,000 kwacha incrementally. Why should you remain at two kwacha when your, 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 your salary is being increased? So let's give incrementally. Let's follow the rule. Let's follow the proportionality. There is an increase in whatever you are earning or making. Let's also increase in our giving. Hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, even the rates probably of hiring this won't remain static. They will increase. This year, it's 500 kwacha per week. Next, probably next week, it will be 700 per month. Now, if we are not giving incrementally, it means when we remain static with our giving, we'll be overtaken by events. The next, we'll go to the political stage under a tree. Hallelujah. Because we are not giving incrementally. Meanwhile, this place we can't afford. So let's give incrementally. As God blesses us, let us also graduate in our giving. Hallelujah. As I conclude, as I conclude, let's leave with this verse. Timothy, 2 Timothy, verses 4. This one, we should memorize it, especially as we are looking at abstract and managing our finances matters. I know the one I have faith in, and I am sure that he can guard until the last day what he has trusted in me. This God that we serve, this God that we have faith in, he is faithful and just to guard that which he has given to an extent where it is not temporal that it will be going on and on and on and on so that you may not lack, I may not lack. And as we continue not to lack, we will continue to live generously. We will continue to give. We will continue to love. We will continue to be connected because of him that we have faith in. And we are sure that he can guard. Guarding means he can protect. He can surround me with financial blessings. 
<laughs> protection he guides you to an extent where you are safe you and i are safe hallelujah